I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. I'm your host, Jessica Michelle Singleton. It's me. I'm a comedian. I'm the host. I'm an idiot. That's why we're here. Yay. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. Tell a fucking friend about it. For God's sake, spread the word. We can all learn together or just laugh at how truly idiotic I am on this thing. Um, yeah. Please leave more reviews on iTunes. I love when you guys review those. I mean, leave those. Whatever, you know what I mean. Um, I'm trying to give up sugar, and I'm going crazy, and I was going to try to give up coffee, but I'm clinging to it like a crazy person until this cup's gone. Anyways, um, yeah, do the review thing, and uh, thanks to everyone who's already done it. You guys are great. Shout out to my best idiots forever from Patreon, Gene and Kathy. Yay! Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Cool stuff going on over there. I need to get postcards out to my patrons. I to get some in Denver so you guys are getting some really cool classic old they actually are like vintage postcards that I at some point when I started doing this bought some from like a a person because I was like there's gonna be a time where I will forget to get postcards at a city and not know what to do anyways you guys are lovely um patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed um lots of fun things over there I already said that listen if you want to see me live do perform stand-up comedy live. Um, I will be all around LA the rest of this month, so jmscomedy.com slash shows. I'll try to keep that updated. Um, I also post on my Instagram, Twitter, at jmscomedy, and on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash jmscomedy. Um, I'll be in Reno, June 6th through the 8th, the Pioneer Underground, and I'm bringing my friend, Buddy Hutton. You guys know him from a previous episode. He will be there. And then I'm at Cobb's in San Francisco. I'm headlining June 13th. And then uh, if you can't make that, I will be featuring for Michael Ian Black the Friday and Saturday. Excuse me, Saturday after that. So, I don't know. Come laugh. I applied for birthright in July because now I have a Jewish father. So I feel like I'm supposed to go to Israel. Um, Will I go? I don't know. I'm waiting to hear all the details on it. But I think so. I'm going to go to Israel. You guys, what am I doing? It's going to be fun. I'm going to learn about Jewish stuff. I'm going to interview more Jewishes. Judaisms. Jews? The Jews. Okay. You guys, let's get to it. This episode is rad as fuck. Oh, my God. Um, So the uh, guest I have this week, Julie Berliner. She's the founder, creator, just head honcho over at Sweetgrass, which is an edible company based out of Colorado. So we talk about how that got off the ground, all the... Sticky icky situations that come with trying to run a marijuana business, and you know, as the legalities change, as it went from medical to recreational, and we just kind of dove into it. She's so cool. I had a good time. They took me on a little tour of the facility, got a couple little uh, little samples, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you're gonna love it. Also, this was in Denver, and if you're listening right when I release this just sidebar uh you guys i guess are voting on 
decriminalizing mushrooms today. So if you haven't gotten your ass into a voting booth, excuse me, to do that, um, you should get your high ass off the couch, Denver, because that's fucking amazing. You, that's truly could be groundbreaking for just America if you guys were the first city to decriminalize mushrooms. And also, I will probably come back to perform a lot more frequently. <laughs> um, hey. Anyway, I'm not going to waste any more of your time stuttering about drugs. Uh, here it is. Julie Berliner from Sweetgrass. Enjoy. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed with me. Um, I'm here with Julie Berliner. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I was like, Berliner. Ber- um, of Sweetgrass <laughs> Kitchen. Um, just incredible edibles. I sound like I'm doing an advertisement for you. <laughs> and we wrote a jingle. Um, thanks for taking time to speak with me. Um, yeah, let's just get into it because um, you guys are an edible company based out of Denver. Right. How long have you guys been around? Let's start there. What's the... Oh, gosh. I mean, Sweetgrass has been around since the beginning of cannabis time. Okay. At least in Colorado. So 2009. 2009. Um, But that translates to like 100 years. I mean, it's been... Oh, yeah. Especially when you're high. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) naturally, which we have been. Um, Not at all times. But yeah, it's it's been crazy. 2009 is kind of when things um, really started to open up here. And that's when Sweetgrass started out of my home kitchen. Was it still... Um, medicinal back then only. So you were fi- like, that's interesting. So finding ways to incorporate, you could still do edibles with. Yeah. So that was totally allowed in 2009. Actually, the rules were still getting written. Okay. So, so it was kind I of like started, the wild west. <laughs> ex- truly the wild west. Everyone describes now as the wild west, but that was, I mean, it was crazy. Everyone, that was operating back then was kind of operating in this gray area. So uh, a friend of mine who actually got me in the business uh, and also a person that really likes to push the envelope was, uh, you know, he had this store and in an effort to learn about the industry, I was working at his store. He asked me to make cookies for him. So I was baking cookies at my house, walking him up the street, packaging oh. him on site. Amazing. So different from what it is today. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you do anything like that Oh, there's probably today. so many regulations around it. Oh, I mean, you have days at least between baking and delivery. Oh, um, wow. So that was, that's a part of what I mean by the Wild West. But in working for his store, you know, he'd throw these parties. And you, again, you cannot do anything like this now. But yeah. But he'd throw these parties at his store where we'd have, like, a medicated ice cream bar and we'd be making weed waffles and I obviously Whoa. was serving cookies with milk. That's amazing. It's <laughs> it just was, everything. It was it was insane and just busloads of people. I mean, this was 420, but busloads of people <laughs> were showing up and just unloading into his dispensary and we were like pumping smoke into the dispensary so you'd walk in and get high. It was just so crazy. Just like totally. so much marijuana. Yeah. Just all day, every day. And this was a... This was a consumer base that was pretty familiar with what they were getting into. Of course. 2014 hit and uh, it was this totally new consumer that didn't necessarily have that experience. They're like, I guess I'll try marijuana now that it's legal. (laughs) The the people who never did it and they're like, well, it's allowed. So I guess I'll dip my toe in the pool. Yeah, that's exactly it. Which I imagine a lot of people in that category, probably edibles is what they think 
I, I don't know. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine not being someone who was already smoking weed before, right. you know, like, and, and going, well, maybe if I just have a, one of the snacks that has it in there. Well, I think you make a good point. Like, it's familiar, right? I mean, yeah. we all every day eat food. Yes. And, so, and everyone loves treats. Exactly. Which I found to be a personal risk with, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about back in the before anyone was selling edibles, the homemade, somebody crushed right. up pot and made their own brownies. <laughs> and then yeah. you'd be like, I don't feel it. So I'm going to have another one. And you have no idea what, oh my gosh. how much is in it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I'm you're scared. Like- <laughs> Everyone has that story. Cause you know, especially before, and even today, edibles don't act, you know, immediately. Yeah. It's not something that you feel right off the bat. And there's not this social understanding and intuition around edibles yeah. or weed in general oh, for yeah. that matter the way there is around alcohol like we know that if we drank an entire bottle of vodka that's probably not going to be a good experience yeah it's going to be real bad yeah i mean dissimilar to alcohol obviously drinking a bottle of alcohol could be fatal yeah literally you yeah. can get really really high and uncomfortable but that's about the worst that's but the worst but you will have that thought of Am I going to be the first one that dies? No one you will not. It, you won't. <laughs> but it's a thought that I think all of my friends have had where it's like, what, what narcissist? Or you think you're going to be the one person <laughs> who dies? From, and you're like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no one wants that thought. And the truth is, though, I mean, edibles, th- that's what Sweetgrass really, really takes pride in is providing a product that can teach someone what their edibles tolerance is. Yes. So a two and a half milligram product anyone can handle that it's what we call a microdose absolutely so a microdose of cannabis two and a half milligrams fine for anyone no one's gonna feel that way on two and a half milligrams oh but for sure when in my case when your uncle gives you you know a massive amount of weed cookies at a wedding and you get way too high then you have this experience and for a lot of people that's their first experience with and edibles. then they go I don't want to touch edibles right right I mean hopefully we're we're kind of breaking that stigma but absolutely that's where it's so so important that we're educating consumers that you know this really is an awesome way to consume cannabis it actually gives you a more you know a longer term effect yes. as long as you're like anything as long as you're doing it properly as long as you're dosing properly yeah as just making sure you know what you're doing mm-hmm. well and then now it's like you know with actual products you can see right on the label what you're getting milligram wise right. what do you what do you guys range from do you have a range our recreational products uh is a max of 10 milligrams per serving okay is and it has it always been like that cuz i know in california side, they had to make a new law. Yeah. <laughs> there was a minute there right after recreational legalization where you could actually have more than one serving in one edible. So the max was always 100 milligrams per package. Okay. But it took a minute for the state of Colorado to realize, oh, it actually needs to be broken out into separate servings. Into servings. So okay. Now it's a max of 10 milligrams per one piece. But we okay. make products, again, that are two and a half milligrams five milligrams or 10 milligrams. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. I, and I'm not even like bullshitting, kissing your ass. I've, <laughs> I've had your 10, I would, I did, I've had like the 10 milligram cookies and I would just do a half and that was perfect. Cause I was just trying to get, I have rheumatoid arthritis. So I was trying to get like the, a little bit of pain reduction and it helps with my anxiety, which was just a, mm-hmm. like a side perk I wasn't even thinking about. But, but even like eating the whole cookie, I really feel like that's nailing it. You guys yeah, thanks. really nail it. Um, is it all cookies? 
What do you do different? We do some candy products as well. So all of our baked goods are made with can of butter. So we actually do an infusion that is a whole plant infusion. We're using the entire plant versus just the products that oh, wow. people used to throw away, actually. But now a lot of people use it. To use make the whole edibles. thing. Okay. We use the whole plant. That's very different from a lot of edibles companies. So Where they would just use certain parts? like Yeah, like maybe- trim or fan leaves. We okay. don't use any of that stuff. We actually, well, we don't use fan leaves and we don't use stems. Okay. Um, but we'll use anything beyond that. All right. Uh, which means the whole flower. So it's kind of, it's the difference between smoking a joint of trim yeah or shake versus Ugh. yeah any weed you've ever bought in florida <laughs> pretty much i grew up in florida so i know exactly yeah i went from alaska to florida and i was like yeah. i'm just not gonna smoke anymore <laughs> like i was like i'm done this is garbage it's not worth it yeah <laughs> so the difference actually would be comparable to smoking a joint of trim versus smoking a joint of flour obviously okay. you're gonna get a better experience with a whole flower with the flower yeah smoking it same with edibles so okay our products are um our baked goods products are all made with can of butter and actually we just started selling sticks of can of butter of so just the butter go home. yeah and, and bake their own yeah, that is heaven yeah it's been awesome it's a really new product um pretty limited on where you can find it still so um, you guys are at the forefront of that oh yeah That's i mean amazing. it's what we do best and people have yes. been asking for it for years and we just haven't uh, been able to figure out you know how to package it properly and get it to a consumer in a way that they're going to understand what they're getting so wow. what we figured out is making it look exactly like what we're familiar with a stick of can of butter but demarking it so you know one pat of butter is exactly 10 milligrams oh that's perfect then you can do some pretty basic math and based on the yield of a recipe so if you're making 50 cookies you can do the math and figure out how many milligrams you want to use oh that's so great yeah and so it gives this kind of at-home experience but also prevents that you know the story that you reference which is you know my friend made brownies at home undisclosed amount of (laughs) yeah exactly so our intention is that you know it gives people the ability to make can of butter cannabis products at home yeah and they have the it's easy for them to figure things out safely right yeah it gives so them some visibility into what they're actually making no big oopsies yep it's on it's on you if you screw that up <laughs> fair enough is there a um is there a more difficult like product to make like is it easier to do cookies versus candy uh for us i'd say the answer is yes to that i mean we've been baking since the beginning that's what we do okay best. so it's just um, like also the amount of time you've had experience too yeah I mean I'd say I guess the way I'd answer that is um we make a lot more baked goods than we do candies we only have one candy line so okay. we do fruit snacks which are five milligrams yeah also a microdose um but we only have three varieties of that where okay. we have I don't know upwards of 20 to 30 different skews of various baked goods wow is there uh just across the board favorite is there a baked good that sells better than anything else oh our, our chocolate or chip some tops cookies. chocolate chip Definitely cookies our best sellers just still. the standard um we also have every um every fall season we make a pumpkin pie and it's a single serving yeah the little single the yes. last time i was here you had just started making those <laughs> and i got to try one and i was like nice. this it yeah you guys nailed it Oh my God, people are this is the future. clamoring over it. Every year, it's crazy. And we've sold it. This last year, we sold out before we even delivered a single pie. So wow. It was pre-order only. You get your single serving, you know, pumpkin pie. And it's adorable because it's miniature. And everyone, everyone it's loves so cute. Mini. Yeah, oh, of so, course. 
Um, so yeah, it's actually one of our staple products. I made a version of it back in 2009 and have been making pumpkin pies since, since then. then. But okay. this is really special in that it's super easy to share with others and that everyone gets their own you know specific little tiny pie exactly that's yeah. so cute oh my <laughs> god I love that so much um shoot I just lost my train of thought thinking about how much I love pumpkin I'm um, just the most <laughs> basic bitch um, <laughs> um we all are right I mean <laughs> I think basic just means you have good taste obviously let me ask you personally which came first uh like a fondness for marijuana culture or baking Oh, gosh, that's a great question and not one that anyone's ever asked me. Which came first? Were you high one day and like, I'm going to start baking? Oh, definitely (laughs) not. No, that's not how it happened. I Okay, so the real story, um, I mean, look, I've always been kind of a pothead at heart. I mean, I don't like to... Yeah, I mean, I get it. Myself. I don't like to, you know, I don't like label. labels, yeah. <laughs> which is a very pothead thing to say. Right, totally. <laughs> it is a very pothead thing to say. But I've always, I mean, I've always really enjoyed cannabis. And um, and so the baking part of it and the true story is that I actually started making this chocolate chip cookie for my husband back then, my boyfriend. Oh. He had said to me one day, oh, the key to my heart is a chocolate chip cookie. And so I found And you're like, I'm going recipe. to drug you. <laughs> No, no just kidding. At that point. It was just the cookies. <laughs> I did kind of tee that up for you. But um, no, I actually started making chocolate chip cookies for him. Um, and myself, we just always. So you like, bro- you just perfected this great recipe. Exactly. And yeah. it was cannabis free. I mean, it's just something that we always had. Just um, a delicious snack. Like, yeah. And so my friend who I told you about that opened up that dispensary and wanted Boulder, to start dipping his toe in that. You were like, I have a great recipe. Yeah, He, uh, he came over one day and obviously I had chocolate chip cookies at my house. Um, and he's like, Hey, would you infuse these with cannabis? I've got all this extra. <laughs> so different from today again. I mean, I, I've got all this extra weed. Like, what do you think about just, you know, making these with weed and selling them at my store? Um, amazing. So I said, yes. And that's how, that's how I kind of, got into the the cannabis the mixing them together exactly and is that still your favorite recipe yes yeah I mean my favorite product across all of our products is our buttermelts because the serving size is just perfect for me buttermelts that's amazing yeah buttermelt so it's um it's a two and a half milligram product and that serving size is just awesome that's great it's just a just enough like a little if you had to name off the off the top of your head top five favorite either flavors or products of mine yes oh gosh well buttermelt would be at the top of course um can of butter our new can of butter product just sticks of can of butter is so awesome I mean that's amazing yeah it's great it's been you know it just allows creative freedom for anyone that has it it's not just can of butter but it opens this door to you can make your own whatever yeah anything you want fill in the blank it's just it's an awesome red velvet cupcakes yes Um, beyond that, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies are, you know, it's my favorite recipe. Like I just love chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Um, pumpkin pies are awesome. I mentioned those, uh, and they're rare. Like I just don't get them very often. Yeah. I love them. It's a seasonal thing's always exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's only once a year and, uh, we do such a limited run of it that when I do get it, I'm like super excited. Yay. Um, and fifth, uh, I mean, probably I'd say our single serving product like it's my single serving you know it's a 10 milligram one cookie pack and it's just okay. really easy to give to friends and share with people 
Um, you know, one I didn't mention, uh, we make a CBD product. I was actually just going to ask you about that next. Yeah, we, um, we make a CBD product. We actually partnered with, uh, Planned Parenthood in this particular product. Yeah, it was the first time they did anything like this. So they, um, for a very, very long time and understandably were unwilling to take money from cannabis businesses. Yeah. They don't want to mix things up and then have people get. Well, they're federally know. funded, so yeah. that it, it to puts worry them about at people. Risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I can't think reasons. of the words, but yeah, I am. Yeah, we all understand, <laughs> right? It it was um, it's risky for them, as it is a lot of businesses to work with with cannabis. I mean, there's I could I could name ten different businesses that once they discovered what I do, they totally dropped. Oh, it's, it's the same with trying to get like branding as a dirty comedian right? <laughs> right. where it's like, oh, we like you, but you, right. It's too, you it's say too the F word a lot. So <laughs> we don't think that you're right for me undies. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, the, the reason that I took a lot of pride in this particular product, it's a 20 to one, uh, double chocolate product. So, so 20, that's 20 CBD to one, one milligram of THC. THC. Cause you have to have the THC, like something about the inhibitors. I don't know what the words are, well, but it's, yeah. You need a little for the CBD to help, right? It activates your receptors. So okay. if you have just a little bit of THC. I didn't know the words, but. Then it opens up these cannabinoid receptors and makes a CBD wow. actually much more effective. CBD is, you know, it can be effective on its own, but this kind of gives it. What it, it helps it a little bit more. To, okay. To be even more so. So um, this product we made uh, in conjunction with Planned Parenthood, actually a percentage of the profits get uh, donated to Planned Parenthood. That's so great. I um, love that. Yeah, it's uh, it's something we take a lot of pride in. And, um, you know, the, the basis for, you know, one of my personal reasons for loving the cannabis industry is because it's this expression of freedom, right? I mean, it was something that was illegal for so long. Yeah. And then... We, as people, you know, as a society, we fought for it. We said, yes, this is right. This is what should be okay. Yeah. And, you know, not illegal and yeah. ruin people's lives. Um, so, so true. That, that personal freedom, if you will, is, is something that uh, I take very seriously and I really, really relate to the cannabis industry. I mean, what we're doing here is a piece of history. Of course. And so this product with Planned Parenthood, I felt very much... Uh, you know, it's similar feelings around that. And oh, absolutely. Of, uh, there was actually a few of our customers that uh, gave us quite a bit of pushback in selling a product that was affiliated with Planned Parenthood. And, and I expected that. And you're like, okay, there will be... Ugh. <laughs> but a few of them actually ended up selling it anyway. And it sells really well. So, <laughs> <laughs> So are you guys like a distributor to smaller, like how does the supply chain kind of work with Think you of guys? Us like a wholesaler. So okay. we're a manufacturer and a wholesale distributor. So you guys make the product in house and then other companies that sell edibles, like smaller dispensaries. dispensaries. Yeah. The, so do you guys ever sell directly to individuals or it's no. just to dispensaries? Unfortunately we can't, not with okay. this license. Um, All right. So, so right you guys now, are like Nestle of cannabis. Yeah. I don't actually know anything about Nestle, so I don't know why I said <laughs> One that. One day, maybe. <laughs> that sounds great. I mean, there's some similarities, I suppose, in that I, I, I don't know, actually. Yeah, it's I mean, like, I don't know if you could walk into Nestle today. and they'd be like, no, we sell directly to people if they want. They just don't come here. They probably do in some form, but, you know. Okay, so you guys are... To, even if we wanted to, which I would love to do that. But. You guys are the manufacturer, mm-hmm. basically. You guys make the product and people come and they're like, we want sweet grass. Precisely. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, 
Are there, so there, you said something about a license. Is there a different license for, I guess that's maybe kind of technical and boring for, <laughs> well, like, I'm saying that and there's probably someone listening like, I want to know. <laughs> um, like, so you guys aren't registered as a dispensary. That's like a separate type of registry. Then. That's a separate license. So there's three kinds of licenses. One to grow, one to manufacture, and one to sell it to the end consumer, which is a dispensary license. Okay. Are there? Oh, God. Medical and recreational, so I guess technically. And do you guys make medi- like medicinal edibles we do. as well? Okay. Yeah, so we have a license to make medicinal products and recreational or adult use products. Okay, and so medicinal, I imagine, is probably there's higher milligrams and stuff like that the regulations are a little i mean there's a ton of similarities okay uh, and the process is pretty much the same but you're right i mean there's a few uh there's a bit of a difference in terms of you know serving size allowance um amount of thc per package it is much higher i mean it's it's catering to uh a group of people that have a higher need for either pain or whatever there Mm -hmm. um and is it all the same amount of products there or is it more limited in it's one field? It's more limited. Field? Yeah. Okay. So we only do baked goods on the medicinal side. Okay. We don't do any of our uh, candy products on the medical okay. side. Okay. Is it still all the same baked goods or just a few of the pretty flavors? Much. Okay. It's a few of them. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty much a version of, of all of our best sellers. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And go ahead. Well, just, a, you know, like a bigger chocolate chip cookie that has more packed into it. Yeah. Versus, you know, versus the tiny, the little 10 milligram. Yeah delicious treat mm-hmm. um with the uh cbd product is that's just one flavor thing you said it was like a double chocolate we have a few different uh options but that the 20 to 1 is our highest um cbd okay highest content of cbd product. and how is that is that doing well enough that you think you're going to expand that portion or i feel like i don't know if cbd is just a buzzword i hear a lot because the people i'm around not that even in that it's a buzzword no, but it totally is Kim i'm Kardashian just threw a cbd baby shower like every cbd is everywhere I can yeah a cbd manicure if i want to it's so silly i know it's silly it's cool i think a lot of people are you know i think that's a, it's a buzzword it's like oh cbd manicure like there's something about cbd that a lot of people don't realize you can't just put CBD on your hand. Oh, could you put that a little bit closer? Oh, sorry. sorry. You, oh, can't okay. just, you can't just put CBD, you know, on your skin one day and expect to feel something. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like eating healthy for a day. You're not going to be healthy. Right. Or you're like, <laughs> you're probably going to have a headache because you're withdrawing from McDonald's. <laughs> right. Naturally. <laughs> um, but it's similar with CBD. I mean, you have to, you know, consistently use it to feel the effects. At least that's my experience. Okay. Um, yeah, because I've started doing more CBD because I like the CBD effect without the... I'm just very neurotic and I'm always like, if I, if I, get, too, if I get too high, I won't get my work done <laughs> or whatever, which is not even true because I'll still be a workaholic even if I was high out of my mind. But um, yeah, I was wondering if you're seeing growth from just the CBD product because I imagine that's that the, the more the word is getting out about that, Maybe you're bringing in other groups of people who still don't, they're kind of like, I don't know how to feel about marijuana products, but then they're going, oh, oh, you don't get, you don't get high, but you feel good. Right. Yeah. They can, you know, they can find CBD products in Whole Foods now. So it just feels normal. It's it's normalizing, I should say. So, you know, I think you're, I think you're touching on something that um, really excites me about CBD and that that it's normalizing you yeah. know, cannabis in general for a lot of people. Yeah, they're so starting to see it's not like this big scary. 
Right. Yeah. It's uh, because it doesn't have the psychoactive effect. Yeah. Like you had just mentioned. Uh, it gives people kind of the benefits of cannabis without feeling some of the things that they worry about feeling. Like yeah. They so feel anxiety when they consume THC or yeah or they just have that big scary you know I was told drugs are bad in the 50s or whatever so many people grew up with that and that was ingrained in their mind I mean it's that you're like it's a gateway drug and you'll be doing heroin in no time like what (laughs) yeah I've got those reefer madness posters next door and it just reminds me that that was reality yeah I mean that's what we were being fed by our government. Now I'm getting into conspiracy. Yeah, theory. I mean, but we were, but we were. We I'm, totally I'm were. right with you though. Is that like I, I think that one day a tinfoil hat's just going to be the emblem of freedom, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Um, yeah, no, and it's it's interesting to see maybe the older people who were a little more conservative about it maybe starting to slowly go. Oh, maybe it's not that bad. Then they try the THC and they realize that their kid isn't. A nut job who's just some mm-hmm. you're just some crazy reefer and it's like no there's benefits to it i'm a very productive member of society <laughs> ideally they think it now i mean my parents had understandably a lot of concern when i told them that you know instead of being a doctor i'm gonna be selling weed cookies for a living and they're like no <laughs> thanks for college um so yeah they uh they definitely <laughs> were concerned but you know when they came out here and saw it for themselves. They saw the legitimacy of this industry and the people that are involved in it, especially now. Yeah. It really, again, it, it goes to that normalization. Like it's showing people that this is not what they thought it was or what we've been told it was for so long. Yeah. This haunted, scary, Mm -hmm. which is so great. Um, with tax stuff, Mm -hmm. how is that weird? Because, because the legalization is so different on the state level versus, like federal tax filing is does that so, get sticky with stuff like this? Uh, it's sticky. Well, funny enough, I mean, the federal <laughs> government and the state takes our tax dollars all day, every day. Yeah. Um, like as long as there's money coming in, we don't right. really care. Um, well, and they do care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, or maybe USA. <laughs> um, yeah. So. It, it's complicated. That's the truth. It's complicated. It, I will say it's a bit simpler being on the wholesale side versus the retail side because of the tax code. And this is starting to, you know, this might be boring. The tax code is called 280E. Look it up. Okay. It's a thriller. Page Yay. Seven. Um, but it, it um, basically uh, disallows a business that's associated with cannabis or, you know, federally illegal substances mm. to um, write off their business in a way or like write off expenses of their business in a way that a normal business. Would. Oh, so you can't get as many like loopholes. Yeah, you can't be like, this was a business meeting. Not that I've ever done that. Right, right. But I hear people do. <laughs> Wait till you write off buying weed. It's actually pretty awesome. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> um, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's simpler on the, uh, wholesale side because we're able to, we're able to write off, um, the process of making cannabis products versus the selling of it. So I technically am not allowed to write off anything associated with sales and marketing of cannabis products. Okay. So if you're a retail store, obviously every single dollar that you spend on that retail store is associated with sales. Of course. That cannot be a write off. Wow. Um, according to 280E. Uh, so it's, it's complicated. It's definitely complicated. Okay. And hopefully there'll be some, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it's, something. it optimistically seems like it's, you know, slow and steadily going that way from an outside perspective that 
they're starting to be like, oh, this is a legit business and we need to be treating it as such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with, do you guys, do you guys grow your own product in house or do you have a separate supplier? Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. We grow our product in house. So we okay. have a really small grow here. It's uh, maybe 1,500 square feet, but we get a ton of product out of there. So when it comes to cannabis edibles, what people really, really want, this is something that I experienced from the beginning, is consistency. Yeah. So you don't want, you know, a variety in your experience of edibles. You want to know what you're getting You want to keep the same thing. Exactly. So something that's really helpful for us is that we grow one strain in our grow. Yes. It's simpler to grow, but it also provides that consistent effect to our consumers. Is it a strain... Like the strain you grow is your own. This is the strain we came up with. Like as far as, um, or or did you try different strains to go? What is the best for edibles? Well, so it, it was kind of a top down and bottom up approach where the strain happened to be one of my favorites. Okay, I went going into it, but it also is it, it was one of my favorites because it's an awesome experience. But it's yeah. also really easy to grow. So okay, so win win. Yeah, so it's actually a sativa dominant hybrid. Called I was just Sueño. gonna ask. Okay, yeah, what is it called? It's called Sueño. Okay, cool. Uh, so we grow this one strain in there, and uh, oh, Sueño, I should say, is a sour diesel blue dream cross. So crowd ah, pleasers. Ooh. Um, but to answer your question again, when I said yes, uh, if and when we ever do. Uh, wholesale pro- purchase product infusing our edibles we've actually shared this genetic strain we've shared our genetics with other cultivators so that okay they exactly what we do to make sure the product grass. is yeah so consistent sure we're, we're being you know honest and true to our brand promise which is a consistent reliable edible that you can count on you know today or tomorrow if it's a brownie or a cookie the experience is the same yeah you can't just go changing up the recipe right. that's interesting it's it's good to know just in general that going with that like sativa dominant which is my preferred mm-hmm. as a as do. a workaholic I prefer a sativa <laughs> over an indica but um that's so fascinating um I guess I really don't know if I have any other questions other than that um has it had it are you guys like have you seen consistent growth like since when they within, when they went from medicinal to recreational, did you see a spike or anything, or oh was it God. still like a? Well, I mean, it I feels like a dumb question, but I was like, not, I don't know. No, it's not a dumb question. I get that. I get that quite a bit. Um, it was so. What used to be a hundred percent of my business, which was just medical, is yeah. now ten to fifteen percent of my business. So yeah, our business grew, grew quite a bit and pretty much overnight as soon as recreational legalization happened. Were you guys already pre preparing for like in case that happened? Like the way that tech people were like, "Why two K?" Were you guys <laughs> like, "We just need to have cookie batter ready to go in totally. case this law passes"? That's why I built my cultivation. So I built that in 2013, knowing that the supply was so limited that. You know, my biggest problem in 2014 after legalization yeah. was as long as I could make it, I could sell it. And yeah. again, that biggest supply or that biggest issue was supply chain. Like no one was selling product. There weren't these massive outdoor cultivations that you could buy from like 
today there's tons of product on the market. It was not like that. So then. it, it so felt like a one man band kind of totally. like trying to meet that demand. Exactly. And most edibles companies, especially back then, did not cultivate for themselves. They would just find whatever they could find wherever they could find it. Ah, interesting. So, uh, I built that grow in preparation for recreational legalization. Um, and also, I mean, we're sitting right now in my original kitchen which is yes. 200 square feet and yes it's uh, a tiny it's an adorable trailer it is it's kind of like a food truck that um that was yeah. really really like it did the trick for many many years but as I saw my business start to grow I realized very quickly how this was just not going to cut it yeah so I started building which is beautiful thank yeah. you yeah no and it's awesome we use it as a conference room slash smoke lounge now I love on that the hour. Um, <laughs> so but then you know in 2014 I built my grow in 2013 I built I started building the kitchen in 2014 so wow. recreational legal, legalization happened and we supported that in this trailer for a while Oof. But during that time, I was like, oh, shit, like this is not this is not cutting it. We were literally <laughs> bursting at the seams. It was oh, just wow. Crazy. So we started building this true production facility that, you know, um, I actually had a consultant uh, come out to Colorado. He consults with Whole Foods bakehouses, like building just, just massive big bakehouses and stuff. Yeah. So he um, came out and helped us design a facility that really could support what was coming oh um, wow so thankfully we did that and we were ready you know as the business grew that's exciting I feel like that's when I was last out here it was right when I thought maybe, maybe it was after that but I feel like it was the this facility was brand new oh yeah I mean it's still I guess in any normal sense again cannabis is like one year it's decades yeah but it's only I mean we moved in March 2015 and it's it's only four years old. That's not that old, you know, in a yeah. normal situation. Um, but there's still a lot of room to grow. So, yeah. you know, we have... Uh, Unintended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I do that so often. I don't even notice anymore. Um, but, yeah, no, there's a ton of room to grow. We have, um, I mean, to expand. So actually <laughs> grow. Uh, don't come for them, government. <laughs> They're following the rules. Yeah, so... <laughs> If and when we're ready, I should say, when we're ready, we have the ability to expand um, into the unlicensed facility that we're sitting in now. So our licensed facility is 4,000 square feet. Unlicensed facility is another 4,000 square feet where we generally use it for storage and packaging and offices and things like that. But when we're ready, this whole place will be just cranking and licensed. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's huge. Um, one more and then we can wrap up. Going from baking your own like treats, it's you in your kitchen. I feel like that's a, for, like baking can be a somewhat sort of intimate experience. Was it sort of hard for you to like delegate and let go and bring people into the process? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Um, but the truth is, I'm not, I'm not a trained baker. Yeah, you're I like mean, I'm, I, yeah, I love doing it, and it's, you're right, it's really therapeutic for me, and I, you know, I enjoy doing it at home, but. Uh, I knew just like anything business or otherwise that, you know, I'm certainly not the best at all of these things. So finding yeah. people that finding people who can that are, yeah, that, that, that are great at what they do. Exactly. So my executive chef now, she's been with me for, this is her eighth year of a sweetgrass. So she has seen sweetgrass through, you know, just massive expansion. Wow. Um, but she is a trained chef and she, you know, baking is her world and she's incredible at it. And, far better than I ever Amazing. could have imagined being myself. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was hard to, to hand that off for sure. But, um, 
but I also know that you know the people in those positions now are are doing great yeah it's all in good hands yeah Mm -hmm. um and then are you guys is are your products just in Colorado for now for now that's probably there's probably regulations and stuff around that there are so our facility in Colorado can only supply Colorado uh but right now we're actually working very very quickly on uh licensing deals in a few other states that I should keep to myself at this point but northeast stay West tuned Coast, all those things <laughs> um all the places you probably suspect if you're listening yeah um and then <laughs> so if people wanted to try your product is there any way for them to like look online and see where you guys have your product or do they just have to like sort of hit or miss going into dispensaries and hoping they find it yeah i mean it's always a good idea to call ahead especially okay. if they're looking for a pumpkin pie for example call ahead and yeah, make sure it's very limited that it's there um but yeah you can go on our website and uh there's a store locator function that shows you exactly where all of our products are that's incredible and that's sweetgrasskitchen.com that's right amazing um, and then, yeah, if you want to plug your, your socials. Yeah, yeah. So sweetgrasskitchen.com uh, if you want to check out our store locator. But uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at sweetgrasskitchen. Um, awesome. I guess that's it. Thank you so much for sitting down with Thanks. me. I appreciate this it. Fun. Um, have a good day, everybody. There you have it. Julie Berliner. Sweetgrass. Man. Nom, 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 nom. If you uh, make your way out to Colorado, make sure you find some of their products at a dispensary. If you're there in the fall, check out those little pumpkin pies. They are delicious. And I did try the candies that they just started having, the gummies. Perfect. Just the perfect amount of not getting super high like crazy, but feeling really good. It made me feel nice. Um, And you can follow them everywhere. Uh, You heard her announce it. Sweetgrass Kitchen. All across the social medias at sweetgrass kitchen follow them on instagram get to know them they are truly lovely um if you like the podcast and you haven't subscribed for some fucking reason what are you doing get out there subscribe rate review it on itunes share it with your friends everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes don't you want your friends to know about the benefits of edibles ah i think i think they should Big thank you to John, Gene, Greg, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. You keep these episodes flowing and keep me sane, and it's fun. Um, we do Google Hang Chats. I think we're having one tomorrow. Um, get in there. Get over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. I am uh, very grateful for all of those people. And uh, if you aren't at a place to join the Patreon yet, you can still join the private Facebook group. Just look up Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots on Facebook. Send a request to join. Um, I post in there for questions for guests. And um, we get into some good conversations about stuff. And uh, it's a safe space for maybe unsafe questions, your ignorant queries. Uh, We have dialogue instead of just shouting at each other and being like, you're a fucking idiot. Even though I do call everyone idiots. But it's endearing. It's because I love you. (sighs) Follow... Ignorance is blessed on Twitter and Instagram. Mostly on Instagram if you just want to see like the faces of the people I'm interviewing. Um, yeah. Please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions for Julie or any guest or you have a topic you'd like to hear covered, send it to me. Uh, email me, ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. Or hit me uh, on my my socials. 
at JMS Comedy. Um, or, you know, post it in the Facebook group is probably the best way for me to see it. That, other than the email. Um, yeah, I'll try to deliver what I can. I'm trying to stay on top of those requests. Um, and keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. Isn't that the point? <sighs> thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. <laughs>